You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Thursday, July the 8th of 2021. I am Lucas Smith, St. Louis Cardinals mega fan, your host for the show. Today we are brought to you in part by Locked On MLB Prospects. It is MLB draft season, and the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast is covering every future star of the MLB. Host Arm Layton brings you player interviews and farm system breakdowns every single day. Subscribe to Locked On MLB Prospects on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a good one. Arm's a great one. We had him on our show many times. Uh, he, he's a great one, and you get good information there. Um, we got a, a Spotify green room uh, discussion for you guys today. I was on there just a little while ago with a couple of you uh, talking some things Cardinals, a little bit of All-Star, a little bit of starting pitching update. So I thought I would just share that with you guys today to take care of Thursday's episode. And then tomorrow we'll spend most of the time uh, previewing this Chicago Cubs series. Um, as it, it, it's, a, it's a pretty big one. Uh, the Cubs uh, play another game tonight against Philadelphia. They lost yesterday. They won yesterday, so they broke their losing streak. Uh, so they, they, they uh, broke that, which I, I think is a good thing. And I'll talk a little bit about that in this green room discussion. So I won't take too much more of the time. This is not the entirety of the green room discussion. If you want to listen to the entirety, I apologize. You missed it. But that's okay. You can still hop on next time. Um, I'll be doing another one next week at some point. So stay tuned for that. You can get information on that by downloading the Spotify Green Room app and following me on there at LJ Fastball. My Twitter is also at LJ Fastball if you want to drop a follow there. Uh, the Instagram for the t- and Twitter for the show is LO underscore Cardinals. You can email the show anytime at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. I try and respond to every DM and every email that I get. But without further ado, here is part of the Green Room discussion from today. And I'll be back with you guys in a little bit to tell you our wonderful sponsors for the day. And I'll be back tomorrow with a preview of the Chicago Cubs series. So without further ado, enjoy. Hey, what's up, Austin? Glad to have you in the room. Um, yeah, so how we've been playing? Um, I'm all good. So yeah, so Colorado, they, they lost three out of four, and you know the, the the positive spin there was that you know every game was competitive, starting pitching was really good. You know that that was the, the positive spin that Schilt and company were trying to put on it, and you know that that was true to a point. The block pitched well, Oviedo pitched well for the most part. Uh, Wainwright was extremely solid. You know, Martinez left with an injury and he's hurt now, but you know, offensively it was still a struggle. I mean, outside of the the tenth inning on Friday, they only scored two runs every game. Um, the, the offense just didn't really hit. Bader had uh, a, a decent series in his return from the IL, but you know, other than that, it was it was pretty pathetic. You know, especially at Coors Field, you would think that people would be able to, you know, uh, a, a good offensive team would be able to put up more than just two runs a game at at Coors Field, and again. They put up nine on Friday, but it took them an extra shrimp to do it. So, you know, then this giant series was different. Like, like the starting pitching continued to pitch well. Uh, Oviedo w- was shaky yesterday, but uh, the starting pitching was still good. Bullpen was good, and the, the offense really came through. They started to get a little bit more results. Wainwright was, was gutted through his outing starting pitching-wise. Arnado and Goldschmidt had a monster series uh, offensively. Arnado hit a home run, and they each had three or four RBIs in the three games. So, you know, just a really solid series offensively. But what, what this showed me anyways is that, you know, partly the, this team really underperformed in June. So the, the, these these guys have better potential than they have had in the past. Um, 
or the, they, they, they have more protection than what they've shown, I guess is what I should say. But And also that this team is still a couple pieces away from being a playoff contender at this point in time. You know, coming into the season, I thought this team was a legit playoff threat, but they've underperformed in, in injuries and everything of that nature. But I think that Paul DeYoung is, you know, his time is probably up. I think I've seen enough of DeYoung at shortstop. Uh, he just looks lost the plate right now. He's like 14 for his last 90-something, um, and his last 30, 30 games. So j- just really abysmal stuff from DeYoung, who I was pretty high on coming in. But, you know, in, in a make-or-break year that, that it is for him, in my opinion, uh, he, he has not done anything to help himself by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so I, I just think that offensively that they were stronger this past series and um, – but but they still leave room for, you know, room for desire. Uh, this team was a shortstop away. This team needs two or three starting pitchers um, and stuff of that nature. Uh, what do you think we do with the young? Too much money to send down trade? Yeah, too much money to send down for sure. Um, if it were me, I, I think that they should, you know, shop him around, see what you're going to get for him. You know, the return might not be too high right now, to be honest with you. But, you know, or even if you want to just, like, go with him and Sosa for for this year, I still think you need a replacement in the offseason. Maybe you get more form in, in the offseason. Um, but yeah, way too much money to send down, even though it would probably be sent down. Um, but yeah, so so if it were me, I, I'm trading him. I, I just I, I haven't seen enough um, from, from him recently to, to warrant keeping him. He even made an air yesterday on a pop up. Um, yeah, I, I trade him. You know, I like Young a lot. Personally, he's you know nice enough guy from. Antioch, Illinois, Illinois State grad. Um, Illinois State's where I'm where I'm from. So, you know, nice enough guy, but I, I just think you know he, he just looks lost the plate right now. And he at best he's been a streaky hitter in his career. Anyways, he had one thirty home run campaign in nineteen, I believe it was. But other than that, he's been um, you know subpar at best. So I'm just you know, like I said, I, you hate to give up on somebody, but the young I just don't think you know just doesn't have it anymore. And the Cardinals, if they want to be a legit playoff team. They need to really look at themselves in the mirror and say, um, you know, what are we going to do? What what can we improve on? And the shortstop is definitely an area of, of improvement for, for this team, in my opinion. And, you know, I'm not saying that then – I'm not predicting a big Trevor Story-like splash during the season, maybe in the offseason they sign, you know, a Correa or a Story or a Seager or something like that. Um, but you know they need to improve it at, at some point, without a doubt. But um, after a strong showing at San Francisco, what were the biggest pluses you saw? I'm unsure. Uh, unsure really was that you know this team still doesn't throw enough strikes. Uh, they, they, they walked eight batters yesterday. Oviedo walked four. Uh, Gant walked two out of the bullpen. Waddell walked two out of the bullpen as well. So this bullpen still needs some help. You know they might have a nice game once in a while. Justin Miller pitched really well on Tuesday. Turned around, and gave up a home run on Wednesday. So. I just really think that this bullpen still needs to learn how to throw strikes, which is borderline embarrassing, to be honest with you. Just say that about a major league baseball team that they need to learn to throw strikes, but they're just not throwing enough strikes at all. Um, but offensively, it showed me, you know, I talked to Austin about this a little bit before, but um, I think that offensively, this this team is better than what they've shown. Uh, you know, I think Goldschmidt and Arnado are starting to bust out of their slumps. Bader showed. Showed some signs of, of promise. Carpenter even had a can full of hits. Uh, but offensively, I think that this team can be better. More Green Room conversation with myself coming up in just a moment. But we are brought to you in part today by Fully Loaded Chew. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free long cut and pouches that give you the same pack, dip, spit, 
and buzz you're used to without that icky tobacco. Available in nine flavors, Fully Loaded Chew is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine, the purest form of nicotine available. It's the only moist nicotine pouch on the market. All other nicotine pouches are dry, white pouches. Nothing dips, spits, and packs like Fully Loaded Chew. And Fully Loaded Chew is now offering Locked On Cardinals listeners a special offer. Right now, you can try for just a dollar. That's right, one dollar. Go to FullyLoadedChew.com. Again, that is www.FullyLoadedChew.com. And use promo code LOCKEDON. Just one dollar and free shipping if you use the code Locked On at checkout. The next time you go for a dip, make it Fully Loaded Chew at FullyLoadedChew.com. This episode is brought to you in part today by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to expect your local chain store to carry everything in stock that you need. Why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the computer orders the parts choosing only the brands their warehouse happens to carry when you have access to rockauto.com on your computers, at home, or on your pocket, anywhere you are. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. And Rock Auto is a family business, serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years so they know what they're doing. Rock Auto prices are always reliably low for every single customer. They have brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet, anything that you could need. They have it. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On and their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Fun. What do you think of starting pitching matchup for Cub games? Um, well, let's see. Uh, well, I know that, that the Cardinals are sending out um, Wade LeBlanc tomorrow. KK Cam on Saturday and Adam Wainwright on Sunday. It is still all TBD at this time for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for the, the Cubs. But I, you know, you, you feel pretty good about LeBlanc. He throws strikes. Um, KK Cam has been a little bit more solid as of late. Um, and then you know, Wainwright it seems to be really solid all year this year. He's kind of turned turned it around in his last couple of road starts. San Francisco start wasn't great on Monday. Like, you, know, you know, five innings, three earned, walked four. Um, so nothing too spectacular, but he seems to pitch what pitch well on the road now. Um, so th- that's a positive thing for St. Louis. So you feel pretty good about you know take, taking two out of three against the the best record in baseball on the road heading into the series against Chicago. That could be very pivotal. I mean, you know, if the Cardinals are able to get a sweep or even take two out of three against the Cubs, that could really knock the Cubs out of the playoff picture for good. You know, I think they're already trending towards making a, sale, uh, a fire sale and selling all their pieces away anyways at the deadline. But, you know, a good series here could really kind of bury the Cubs. And that that's something the Cardinals need to do. They need to bury a team. They need to get a team out of contention. Because uh, as we stand right now, um, you know, 1243 on, on Thursday, the, the Cardinals are nine games out. The Cubs are eight and a half out of first place. Cardinals 43 and 45. Cubs 43 and 44. Cubs play um, a little bit later on today. Um, they play at 7.05 tonight against the Chicago, against Philadelphia Phillies. Um, so, yeah, I feel pretty good with, with the rotation that they have uh, stacked up for the Cubs. All good things with their starting rotation. Um, when, when this team pitches well, they win. That's something uh, I talk about in the podcast a lot. Um, it sounds silly. It sounds cliche. It sounds basic. But it's true. When, when this team pitches well, they win. 
it's just been hard to come by consistent starting pitching this season. Um, you know, Wainwright has used to struggle on the road. KK Kim has blown up a couple of times. Martinez, you didn't know what he was going to get. And I think he's made his last start as a Cardinal. Flaherty's been hurt. John Gant walks the world or he won't walk anybody and throw six shutout innings. You know, there was really no in between for Gant. So starting pitching consistency has been hard to come by. What? But when this team pitches well, then they win. So I, I feel confident going into this Cubs series. And I was talking to um, some people earlier, a friend of mine on Twitter, well, some other friends that I think that um, I'm, I'm happy that the Cubs won yesterday. So that way they don't go into the Cardinal series on a losing streak. Cause then you just know they're going to break that losing streak against the Cubs or against the Cardinals. So at least that way, you know, the losing streak is out of the way. Um, they've already won their game and they, they can just face it like, like a regular series thoughts on the leadoff hitter is Bader a better option than the Carlson Edmund combo. Maybe uh, I think that there's definitely some, some warrant to that. Bader especially crushes left-handed pitching, so I think against lefties you make a that, that's a better argument for for Bader, especially with with the speed. Um, Carlson and Emmett are both fast. Don't get me wrong, but Bader is out of this world fast. What's up, Caleb? Good to see you. Um, uh, can't chat too much. I'll be listening. Thanks for listening in, Caleb. Much appreciated. Um, but I think that, you know, I think I still need to see more from Bader to really consider him as a leadoff position or in, in the leadoff position because he still strikes out a fair a fair bit. You know, he's, he's hit some breaking balls well in his, since his return from the IL, which is a good thing because the MO on Bader is that he can't hit a right-handed breaking ball. So against righties, I'm sticking with Carlson at the top um, for, for right now. He's not your prototypical leadoff hitter. He takes too many strikes. He's kind of passive, but you know, Edmund has been in just such a terrible slump lately that I would really much rather have um, Carlson up there against a righty than than Edmund. Edmund and Carlson both crush left-handed pitching as well as Goldschmidt Arenado. So when you've got a left-handed pitcher on the mound and, and you're facing Edmund Carlson Goldschmidt Arenado, that, that that that's a pretty deadly combo. Um, pretty deadly way to face you know three right-handed mashers. If O'Neill's healthy, you bat him fifth. That's another right-handed masher. One through five is pretty deadly right there. So against the left-handed pitcher, you really can't go wrong with leadoff option, in my opinion, because they all hit left-handed pitching so well. Um, so that, that lineup is going to be incredibly deep against the left-handed pitcher anyways. Um, and I, I say that knowing full well that Alex Wood shut down the Cardinals yesterday. Um, <laughs> um But Alex Wood is a phenomenal left-handed pitcher, and you know you're not going to beat a lefty every single time. So... I think that, um, you know, lefties uh, are, are – I would rather the Cardinals face a lefty than a righty with the way their lineup's constructed. And to answer Mindy's question, I am um, – I have been no on DH in the past, but with Martinez, Kim, and Flaherty all getting hurt while at the plate this year, I also agree that the, it's time for the DH in the NL. Um, I, I just think that, you know, it might be a little biased because the Cardinal pitchers are getting hurt more often or more often this year anyways, but I do think it is more than time for the Cardinal or for the National League to adopt the DH. Let the pitchers pitch, let the, let the hitters hit. Yes, there's an argument for more strategy with the double switching and it's a more intellectual game, but, you know, that that's not how you attract common everyday fans. You know, big baseball guys like me and you guys might might enjoy, um, uh, you know, the, the, the strategy of the NL game, the, the senior circuit. But I think for, for baseball to move on, it, it's time for, to let pitchers pitch and let hitters hit. Unless you're Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani can do whatever the heck he wants. Oh, look at that. Mindy Smith just asked you, what are you excited about the All-Star game? Incredible timing. Um, I'm excited to see Nolan. Uh, I was kind of hoping he or O'Neill had been asked to do the home run derby. 
and they would have accepted it. That would have been a lot of fun. I think O'Neal could have hit some bombs. That said, I'm excited to see Shohei. I'm excited to see Joey Gallo. I'm really excited to see Trey Mancini um, hit some home runs there. I think every every candidate is, has a chance to win. They, they really, you know, they they really do. Um, but but anyways, I, I think that Nolan that that storyline alone could be exhausting for him. So I worry about him getting worn out between the red carpet. I, you know, I assume they're doing everything normal. I don't know if they have any COVID precautions in place or whatnot. But with the red carpet, the pregame show, and everything of that nature, I really think that it could be draining on him. I know that a lot of people aren't going. Degrom's not going. I saw Altuve. Correa's not going. I think Altuve's hurt. Correa's having a kid. Um, and I forget why DeGrom's not going. But, um, yeah, people aren't going to the, a lot of people aren't going to the All-Star game this year, um, which is kind of surprising. So maybe, you know, other guys will get added to the, to the roster and, and whatnot. But we'll see. I'm really excited to see the Home Run Derby in Denver. I think we're going to see some absolute bombs in, in Colorado. And I'm, I, I could not be more excited for for that and – Especially Joey Gallo. My, my prediction, drop. let me know who you guys think is, is going to hit the farthest home run in Coors Field. Because my prediction is Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo hits bombs uh, all day long. Also, something somebody that I think the Cardinals should consider going after. Just consider it. Um, again, don't want to give up the future for, for Gallo, but he hits absolute bombs. And I would just love to see him hit one um, 500 feet in Coors Field. But one thing I'm not excited about are the jerseys. Also, let me know what you guys think about the jerseys that they're wearing. They usually wear the jerseys during the Home Run Derby. And then during the game, they had the, the special caps and then their regular uniforms. I'm not sure if it changed, but apparently this um, this this year, they're wearing the... Or I'm not sure if it has been changed, but this year they are changing it to you wear the, the uniforms during the game. They're disgusting. Thank you, Caleb. They are so gross. So bad. They're awful. Like they're, they're, I, I've seen so many other fan renditions of the All-Star Game jerseys that are so much better. They're, they're not as bad as the new era caps that the new era keeps coming out with. Those are disgusting. I tweeted about that on my Twitter, Twitter at LJ Fastball. Oh, my God. But ugh, if you're going to wear the All-Star jerseys, at least make them look good. These do not look good at all. They're so, so incredibly gross. Uh, Austin says, I think Gallo hits one almost 500 feet. Like I said, I agree. I think it's a bad idea for Otani to be participating. Do you mean it's a bad idea for him to be participating in the All-Star game or just a home run derby or, or both? Because um, I've, you know, I've, I've seen some people you know, have that opinion. Um, and and I, I get it, but I want to know like what your specific thoughts are on like, what participating. Um, I, I, just hope, no, I just hope he doesn't get hurt. Because if he doesn't get hurt, and then that might be where you're going – then a lot of people are going to start saying, I was right, I told you so, or whatever, and the All-Star game shouldn't be a thing. Just the Derby could be a judge situation where he slows way down after the Derby. I totally get that, Austin. You know, I think that that is something that everybody has to keep in mind with this Derby. There's like, you know, it's just a different type of swing when you're taking batting practice, you know, with, with a cage or working on things before a game versus no cage and you're swinging for the fences every single time. Baseball is such a muscle memory sport. It can mess with your muscle memory. It can mess with your mechanics. So I get that concern. Um, yeah, uh, I, I understand that. I, I still think it's going to be exciting for the, for the sport, at least for that one night. Because uh, the home run derby, in my opinion, has the opportunity to be a really exciting night in baseball. 
during the baseball season. Arguably more exciting than the All-Star game. Um, uh, I am glad the All-Star game no longer decides home and away. That was a silly rule. But um, so for, for in terms of like a markability thing and for a having fun thing, <laughs> I'm totally on board with Otani being in the Derby. But also I totally understand he could totally fall off. Uh, but he seems to do nothing but hit home runs in the game anyways. So maybe his, his swing is just um, geared for home runs anyways. I don't know. One more break in the action to tell you about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can check all the action at BetOnline. Got all the latest news, odds, and info for your all your sporting needs. Not just MLB, you've also got the NBA playoffs that are in the NBA Finals. You can bet on that action or your UFC MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, Contest information, anything you could need. It's at Bet Online. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get to the game. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You can get that 50% welcome bonus by entering the promo code LOCKED ON, L O C K E D O N. LOCKED ON gets you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Then he says, question for your Locked On show. I hope you and Joe Locked On Cubs crossover this week or after the weekend. Uh, probably after the weekend, considering, uh, you know, 120 game tomorrow. Um, and I've got stuff going on tonight, so I won't be able to do a crossover. But, but yeah, so I do love Joe. Uh, he's, he's a good guy. He, he's been real the last couple of weeks with the uh, Cubs struggling and, and whatnot. But, but yeah, so before I, before I get out of here, drop your predictions or let me know what you guys think happens this weekend. I really think this could be me being a homer. This could be me being biased or looking at a real shiny object after a series win against the Giants and say, woohoo, that's exciting. I'm really saying cards take two out of three. I don't know which two out of three. I have confidence, like I said, in all three starting pitchers this weekend. I really think the Cardinals take two out of three. Uh, I really hope that the one of the ones that they win is Sunday on my birthday because then I can always rub it in my twin brother's face that on our 21st birthday at the game we went to at Ruby Field, the Cardinals won. <laughs> that would be incredible. Mindy says cards take two out of three. I agree. I love it. Um, yeah, like I said, I don't really know. And they could they could get swept. They could lose two out of three. They could anything could happen. They could sweep if the if the starting pitching is solid. I could really see a sweep. LeBlanc goes a strong five. Kim goes a strong six. Wainwright goes a strong six or seven. You're able to manage the bullpen in such a way. Offense breaks through a little bit. Um, Austin says, cards drop the first game, win the second two, and go into the break hot. Love that prediction. Um, I I would really love, because right now the the Cardinals, like I mentioned at at the top of this discussion, they sit at 43 and 45. So if they win two and lose one, they're still going to be under 500. The only way that they can finish above 500 is with a sweep. I think I did that math right. So if they sweep, then they'll be at 46 and 45. Other than that, they're they're going to be um, sub 500 um, with, with three games left. So really would love a sweep to get them above 500. Um, hopefully the, the offense stays hot and everything like that. But um, 
unless you guys have any other questions or comments you guys want me to talk about, uh, I'm going to go ahead and hop off. But be sure to follow me on Twitter if you're not already, at LJ Fastball. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and LO underscore Cardinals. Um, and listen to the show any, anytime you can. Um, you, you can DM me anytime on any of those accounts as well. Um, or you can email the show at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. Tell your friends, tell your family. <laughs> I love the listener, love the interaction. I've been doing this for just short of a year, um, and I absolutely love it. Um, yes, yeah, so you guys are all good. Thanks for coming on today, guys. Really enjoy it. Um, and this will be part of part of today's episode as well. So thanks for hopping on and helping me with the episode today. So um, I'll see you, Austin. See you, Mindy. See you, Caleb. Have a good weekend, and go Cards. Thanks for listening to today's show. Now go over and listen to Locked On Today. What is the game plan for the Phoenix Suns in Game 2 against the Milwaukee Bucks? They're talking all that and more. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.